This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Program. Special guest today is Ray Gebauer. He's an unlicensed holistic doctor, investment strategist. He's written books, 12 of them. And we did a program the last time we aired on getting off the freeway of slow suicide. Now, if you have not watched or listened to that program, go to my website, www worldministries.org www.worldministries.org and see what you missed because this is going to be part two. Uh, Ray, you want to have a quick summary of part one? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I'm happy to be here again. Uh, The reason I chose this particular title is partly just to get your attention as to how serious this is because we live in a culture where uh, it's been normalized to live an unhealthy lifestyle. And people are virtually on a path of slow suicide, actually on a freeway of fat suicide or slow suicide, uh, when 80% of adults are diabetic already. And about 80% of people are overweight, half the people get cancer, 50,000 people die every day between cancer and heart disease. Uh, Not a pretty picture. And because people sort of assume, sort of like death by assumption, that if everyone else is living this way, it can't be that bad. But, well, Solomon said, don't be a fool. Why should you die before your time? And from what I can tell, 90% of the people are dying before their time because of poor choices and not realizing the consequences, and they're essentially committing slow suicide, not realizing what they're doing to themselves. Okay. So the the gist of our program the last time would be what? The way to get off the freeway of slow suicide is that we've got to reduce stress because the cause of all disease and death really is stress overload. Uh, whether it's psychological stress or physical stress, chemical stress like poisoning, 
electromagnetic stress, that's a big one, or stress from not getting something you need. You know, deficiency-based stress, like not getting enough sleep or not enough sunshine or vitamin C or protein. And it's a combination of all the stresses that add up. Last week, we focused on the psychological stress, particularly on fear, because that's the real pandemic in this country and in the whole world now. Even though God clearly said, you know, Paul through Paul says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Most people are living under that burden, the crushing burden of this mindset of fear, being dominated by fear. They're DUI, driving under the influence of fear versus driving under the influence of faith and love and you know, all the other godly principles. So the, the strategy I talked about last time, how do you overcome this fear and anxiety that's poisoning us, uh, is, is particularly using faith. Because faith, in contrast to fear, is like light versus darkness. And so fear, anxiety is like being in the dark. Uh, if you're in the dark, you don't move real fast because you've you got to be extra careful. It slows you down. It can paralyze you. So you don't want to stay in fear too long. So how do you get rid of fear? The same way you get rid of darkness. You don't fight the darkness. You turn on the light. And the darkness is no match for light. And so light or fear, I mean, faith corresponds to light. So getting into the light, increasing our faith in different ways. We talked about how to increase our faith, including scripture and prayer and connecting the right people, uh, meditating on God, you know, all those are different ways to increase our faith. So as our faith goes up, our fear goes down. Um, by the way, I'm, I'm wearing this stethoscope here to, to make a point that, that we need to monitor our health, not just our heart. And actually, there's some major benefits actually listening to your own heartbeat because it synchronizes your brain and your heart, helps really reduce stress even within a few seconds. And the Proverbs 4.23, Solomon wrote, says, Above all else, be diligent to guard your heart, for out of your heart flows the issues of the springs of life. And what poisons our heart are these negative emotions that are prolonged, particularly fear, anger, depression. It's like drinking poison, but we create our own poison because of how we see things, you know, primarily. And so if we're going to get what we really want in life. Everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants to be f feel fully alive. We've got to be overcomers and not overcome by stress and, and fear. And people are pretty much drowning and poisoning themselves with too much fear. And so you can't just ignore and say, oh, well, that's just the way it is. Um, you know, God tells us we can trans be transformed by renewing our minds, by thinking differently, thinking the way God thinks. That's what wisdom is, seeing life from God's point of view. We can transform our minds and instead of being a victim of fear and being overcome by it. We can be overcomers and be victorious. Like Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. And fear destroys life. It interferes with life. It diminishes our life and our happiness and everything else. I know last week, I believed I used the scriptures, Philippians 4, 6 through 8, be anxious for nothing, but in 
everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, let's just take that for a minute. Be anxious for nothing. If you can deal with that, obey that, you know, the battle's in the mind. If we can set our mind on the promises of God and trust them, we don't need fear and doubt and unbelief and bitterness to destroy us. There's no room for it. If you know, full of faith. You know. Psychosomatic diseases, doctors proclaim, psychologists, psychiatrists, some of them I know, that up to 100% of our emotions cause our real physical diseases. Yeah. And yeah. this is what you're talking about. Yeah, fear. Stress overload. Yeah, fear. Yeah. Anger, etc. Yeah. Now, in addition to faith, and that's really fundamental, there's another strategy that I think is even more important. And Paul links these two together in Galatians, I think it's chapter five. He says, what counts is faith working through love. And there's a specific verse on this. There's a lot of verses on, on love, but there's one that I'm going to particularly uh, focus on today because it says it so clearly. This is in 1 John 4.18. And uh, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment or pain. And one who fears is not perfected in love. Now, I remember for years and years... I sort of ignored the scripture because I didn't understand how love would cast out fear. It just didn't make sense to me. And um, a couple of years ago, I was revisiting this verse, and uh, what was tripping me up, I think, was the word perfect, which uh, came from, I think, the King James Version, and even the New American Standard has perfect, which I think is a really a misleading, poor translation because we think of perfect in the, in the Greek sense of like something that's flawless. Uh, but that's not what it means in the, the original Greek. The word is teleos, from which we get like telescope or telephone, telecommunication, which means end, uh, particularly something that's complete or mature. So a better translation would be complete love or mature love which then to me that ties back to to my model of the four dimensions of love of loving god in those four distinct ways loving god for all of our heart all of our soul all of our mind and all of our strength those are different ways of loving god and loving each other so it's that kind of love mature love in all four dimensions like a car works best with all four wheels a table works better with all four legs not just one or two you know so so it's when we embrace that the all four dimensions of love that is what casts out fear um, and i believe that's really the the best strategy along with increasing our faith of course but faith is not enough because even Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, even if I have enough faith to remove mountains, I'm still nothing if I don't have love. So faith is important, but by itself, it doesn't count for much. You got to have love for God and, and for each other. All faith is, is trusting in what God says and then following through and obeying it. It's a little different than love, although it's also part of the same thing. Because of our love for God, we obey him. In other words, we live by faith. 
Uh, again, my wife spoke in North Carolina some weeks ago, and she spoke a message about uh, women awakening. And uh, she said, how to break the stronghold is by renewing your mind. We must renew our mind. Absolutely, we can't yeah. stay on the same <laughs> mentality of thinking the way we used to. In other words, I remember preaching a sermon and I said, stop the stinking thinking. Renew your mind. And it goes right back to these scriptures. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are of pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any praiseworthiness, meditate on these things. The things which you learned, you received, you heard, and you saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Yes, amen. So let's dive a little deeper into how love in the four dimensions can reduce and eliminate stress and fear. And not just fear, but any negative emotion, whether it's depression or anger or fear. Those are the three big ones that are most harmful. Uh, in the short term, they don't affect us that much, but when it's prolonged, it's like drinking poison every day and eventually your body just can't handle it and breaks down and then you're like a sitting duck for something whether it's cancer or heart disease or diabetes or Parkinson's or MS. Now ladies and gentlemen again before we continue if you just tuned in you're watching listening to the warning program this is Dr. Jonathan Hansen the president of World Ministries International and I have Ray Gabauer with me and again today we are continuing where we left off last week Give the title again, Ray. The title is Getting Off the Freeway of Slow Suicide because most people, unfortunately, on they're not on the path of life. They're on the path of slow death and they don't realize that they're slowly killing themselves. So we need to wake up and realize it's time to do a U-turn. It's time to repent. Repent means changing your mind and we need to renew our mind. We need to be transformed and get off that slippery slope of uh, headed towards disease and early death. We don't want to be dying before our time. And this is a part two. So if you haven't listened or watched part one, go to my website, www.worldministries.org and do so. Right? So let's say you're dealing with some kind of stress or fear. Uh, I think of one example I read that 78% of working adults are just living paycheck to paycheck. That by itself is stressful, like you're just living on the edge. And there's lots of other sources of stress. It could be in a marriage. It could be in, in, in lots of situations. You could lose your job, and you'll, and then you have fear or stress over that. But um, fear interferes with life. Now, in fact, I have a straw here. You can see. So let's say the straw represents the flow of love. That's the way we're supposed to be. But fear is like squeezing the straw so the love can't get through. It inter blocks the flow of love. And so to overcome the fear, we have to increase our love in all four dimensions so that it can flow. Like Salma said, guard your heart for out of it flow the springs of life. 
So the, the distinctions I think are really important about love are, are these, these four words. And if we just talk about love in general, I think we were missing the boat because our culture's redefined love as a feeling. You go to internet search and it says love is an affection, a feeling, and that's not really love. Love Feelings can come out of love, but love consists of four elements that correspond to loving God from our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So the first dimension of love is caring. Second dimension is connecting. Third is con- committing. Fourth is creating, creating value. So when you're in a stressful situation, whether it's financial or in relationship, when we bring this, the four dimensions of love into that situation and look at the situation for, through that lens, then it's like turning on the light and so the darkness can go away. So operating in love, so caring. So, let's say you, you lost your job and you're, you're worried you don't have enough money for bills, so you got anxiety, you know, that's understandable. Uh, but that's not a place to stay. You want to be back in place of peace and joy, and, you know, faith. So, where love fits in here is, is, say, on the caring element. Okay, let's start with, well, God cares. And you got to remember that God cares even when you're going through this trial, through this test, and, and get in touch with the reality fact that God cares for you and God's faithful, so I don't have to worry because God loves me, not just in general, but He really cares about me. And then secondly, connecting. Uh, connecting is one of the most serious deficiencies we have in our culture. In fact, a lot of studies show that our social inactivity is a bigger factor than even our diet and nutrition. And just like if you don't get enough sleep, you can't be healthy. If you don't get enough social connecting with people, particularly with other believers where where you're sharing, you're, you're sharing your burdens and you're, having, you're encouraging each other, um, that's stressful in itself, not getting enough social connectivity. So when you're in a situation with stress, whether it's depression or anxiety or anger, when we start focusing on the second dimension of love beyond caring uh, into connecting, more connecting with God, spending more time with God, pouring our heart out to God, you know, asking God to intervene, talking to other people, sharing our concerns, having people pray for you, and just connecting with God and other people that like that opens up the straw that's been squeezed so the love can, can flow. And as, as you get more into that love mentality of caring and connecting and being connected, you know, the fear, the depression, the anger starts to dissipate because they can't coexist. So connecting is critically important. You know, seeking God, delighting ourselves in God, meditating on God, thinking of how awesome God is. He's, he's good and he's great. And then the third dimension is commitment. You know, that's loving God with all of our mind. So with all our heart is the caring, with all of our soul is the connecting element. Loving God with all of our mind, that's the commitment. So love also includes this third dimension of commitment, which means you're committed to what's best for God, first of all, for His honor and glory and reputation, and you're committed for what's best for everybody else, you know, whether it's your wife or your children, or your next-door neighbor, the clerk at the store or the bank. So you think in terms, how can I do good for this person? People need to know and feel, not just your energy, but by action, that you are committed to what's good for them. You know, where it's the win-win. 
And that's what glorifies God. That's part of, you know, very much fruit. Jesus says, by this is my Father glorified, you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. So if you want to bear a lot of fruit, how do you do that? Well, you make sure you're not squeezing the straw with too much stress and fear, and you're letting the love flow in all four dimensions, the caring, the connecting, and the committing. That's the third element. And so the more committed we are to God and His glory and to make Him happy, uh, in fact, I used to say for years, my goal in life, my purpose in life is three words, make God happy, which is pretty much equivalent to glorifying God, but it's just so more down to earth, <laughs> making God happy, which I think is what, a lot of what it means. And then the fourth element, the fourth dimension is creating. In the beginning, God created. So we're made in God's image. We're to be creating value. Everything God does, He's creating value. So when we shift our thinking away from our concern and what we were upset about or the anxiety or the stress or the uncertainty in the future and think, well, how can I create value right now, you know, for my wife, you know, for myself, you know, by getting enough exercise, getting out and walking around the trees in the sunlight, enough sleep and, and uh, meditating and praying, um, doing good for people, uh, Calling people up and say, "How are you doing? You know, what, can I pray for you? How can I help you? You know, are you going through any stuff like I am?" You know? So, creating value. The more we are doing that, the more we are being a lover. In fact, I want to make an interesting uh, uh, distinction here that I learned just a couple of months ago. Just by adding one or two letters to a word can make a huge shift. Uh, this one study they found that you know, trying to get people to vote. And when they talked in the message was, well, you need to vote, using it as a verb, you know, they, very few people would change their behavior. But when they changed the word, they added the R onto it, so it's voter, that you are a voter, then that's speaking more to the identity. Well, if I'm a voter, then I should vote. Or if someone says, you know, I'm, for exercise, I run, you know, that's different than say I'm a runner, because now that's more of your identity. Uh, we talk about, you know, giving, you know, giving to support, you know, worthy causes like like what we're doing here. But if you think of yourself as a giver, then that's part of who you are. Do you you give because you're a giver, not because we're asking or you sh you're supposed to, because that's your nature. And that's part of what love is. You know, you, when you create value, you're giving. So you want to think of yourself not just being a loving person or loving others, but being a lover, foremost of God, because that's, that resonates with who you are, your identity. You know, I love because I'm a lover, not just because it says, if you love me, you keep my commandments. Well, yeah, that's true, and that's relevant, but see yourself as a lover. So the more we come from that place, and this is the, the best strategy to renew your mind, I think, is think in terms of these four, four dynamics, the four dimensions of love. Being a, a person who cares, who connects, commits, and creates value. You're a creator of value. You're a lover of God and people. And when, you, when you're in your DUI, driving an influence is love, and you're as a lover, that's like opening up the straw so the love and energy can flow and you're back into joy and happiness and peace. And you know, all the fruit of the Spirit that fear quenches or depression or anger, all those things work against our life. 
We all want to be fully alive and happy. That's what God wants for us. And it's available for us. And like it says here, mature love, perfect, or, uh, complete love will cast out fear and anything else that interferes with God's glory and our good. Ray, you got a stethoscope around your neck. We're about out of time. Uh, why don't you say the what the importance of it and how they can get their own? Yes, I use this uh, every day, you know, at least 20, 30 seconds a day. I just, I listen to my own heartbeat and I found it has a profound, within seconds, a relaxation effect, reduces stress. So we're offering this to you as a free gift. Uh, it won't help you if you don't use it, but it's easy to use uh, a couple times a day. So we'll send this to you for, as a free gift. Just give us a call at this number, 360-629-5248. For any donation of $50, $100, anything over $50, we'll send you this as a gift. And I guarantee you this will help you reduce your stress, your anxiety, your depression, because it helps synchronize your heart and your brain. So it's a fantastic, simple, easy way to enhance your health, reduce your stress and anxiety, and so you can feel more fully alive and, and the love can flow more freely. And we do need your, your help. This is entirely uh, listener-supported, people that watch. Again, we do need your help to stay on your local channel. Once again, you've been listening, watching The Warning Program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I've had today Ray Gebauer with me. This is part two of Getting Off the Freeway of Slow Suicide. Getting Off the Freeway of Slow Suicide, part two. May God richly bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.